Welcome to this Around the IT Block podcast, presented by HPE. I'm your host, the IT Oddfather, Calvin Zito. This is podcast number nine. This is the redo of a previous podcast I had done on TalkShoe, but didn't want to lose this, wanted to make it available because the TalkShoe podcast is going to go away shortly. So let's jump into it. Today's podcast, we're going to be talking about the HPE and Cohesity relationship. John and Chris, I knew you guys before you were at Cohesity, so we've known each other for a bit, but why don't you introduce yourselves? I'm, I'm John Hildebrand. I'm a field CTO here at Cohesity. Most people generally in the tech community know me from my Twitter handle, which is at SnoopJ123. And out of the two of us, you know, I'm, I'm pretty much considered the softer of the two of the, of the twosome between Chris and myself, uh, tandeming on the projects that we tandem on. Thanks for that. Hey, Chris, go ahead and introduce yourself. Chris Colotti, I'm also, I guess, a field CTO. I, I don't know. I still don't know what my title is anymore. Chief cook and bottle washer. Uh, John's right. I guess uh, most people know me as the, the curmudgeon uh, on Twitter when it comes to certain stuff. But to, to be honest, John and I always joke that uh, if you were to turn us into Muppets, um, we would be Statler and Waldorf. So that's how we usually present ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe a starting point is... What, what's the background of Cohesity? Where did you guys come from? And if you were going to describe you guys as a company, what are you doing? What, what are you focused on? Well, I would state that right now, obviously, we've, we've evolved a little bit even since, even, even for being a young company. So back in 2013 was when we came out of Stealth and Mohit Aaron, our CEO and founder, um, moved on from Nutanix and decided that a lot of the HCI technology would be available and better suited for secondary work, workloads as, as well as what Nutanix was trying to do with primary workloads. So from that point, it started off as trying to do uh, a lot of backups and ensuring uh, simplified recovery, but we've kind of evolved where that's just part of the portfolio. We're, we're now more working towards this concept of data management where backup and recovery is one portion of it, but trying to use our software as a single point for aggregating and eliminating a lot of silos within organizations. So that's where we're, that's where the target is moving towards is continuing to just continuing to eliminate these silos. Very similar. If you think back to when VMware first came out, the whole concept of eliminating these servers within the data center, we're trying to do that with a lot of these points that we have for backup and recovery and file servers and, and, and other things within, within a data center. So that's where, that's where we're trying to move the needle, if you, if you want to say, towards this and bringing that under a single umbrella so that you know what is actually happening in that realm from a, from a data management perspective. Yeah, and, and I'll add, actually, I was trying to pull up this, this tweet from... About a year ago, I've been saving this one from Ken Nalbone. I'm going to call him out, but he was actually at a cloud field day four at Cohesi. And it was funny. This was back in 2018 because I actually saved it, John. This was when I first started on the job. And, and back then he, he had posted, I think Cohesity needs to change their tagline away from hyperconverged secondary storage. <laughs> and it's pretty funny because you fast forward two years to now and, and John's right. I mean, this whole thing has evolved and, and come well beyond you know the initial use cases and i like to go back to those old those old field days and those old tweets from that stuff and, and really 
think about how it's changed. Um, Mohit's vision is really starting to come together from everything that we've started to see. And I think you've seen it too from the HPE side. It's, it's just not about backup and recovery. I mean, the, the launch of the DMAS service and the launch of all this other stuff this year and the end of last year is, is it just telltale to that, right? So let's bring HPE into the conversation a little bit because, I mean, there's been a relationship there for a while. I mean, the details maybe aren't all that important, but I think one thing that's important to know is that HPE is an investor in Cohesity. So obviously HPE as a company saw that what you guys were doing was pretty hot. And I think we've invested in three rounds of, uh, of uh, investments through the HPE Pathfinder. You guys started as um, being in our uh, complete program, which customers can buy the products from HPE. We've moved it now to more of an OEM relationship where when somebody comes to HPE, they're, they're getting a complete solution with a partnership with Cohesity. What, do you, what are you guys seeing in terms of just that level of, of what you're dealing with as field CTOs and there's a partnership between Cohesity and HPE? Well, I can tell you right from the get-go that we're seeing, especially when it comes to what we see as win reports internally, that the HPE relationship is definitely helping us get into places where normally we wouldn't have been able to get into on our own. There's value to the customers who are currently try-hard HPE customers to continue to look at the other solutions that are in the HPE portfolio, just because of the fact that they have a comfort level with you guys on, on the solutions that you offer. Since we're, we're only bringing the software element to run on top of the infrastructure components, those places, those especially some of the large places that we've been able to have those combined wins at, they're, they're able to still have that comfort level knowing full well that they're getting your best of breed equipment and, and infrastructure at the same time of our software layer running on top of it. To us, it's been a huge boon to be able to have that partnership and to be able to open doors that traditionally, when you're on the startup side of the equation, you have to kick pretty hard to, to, to get those open. And Chris, and maybe something for you to talk about in terms of the relationship. You know, HPEs, at least the message that we've had from the stage when we've done Discover, is for us, it's really about giving customers choice. Choice is important to us. How does choice play into this from your perspective with the HPE and Cohesity relationship? Yeah, it's, it's, that is everything with us is about choice. Um, you know, obviously when we started out or maybe not obviously to people, when we started out, we, we, we had our own box, right? We had our own Cohesity appliance. I mean, in the truck, we had Cohesity branded appliances. And as our partnerships have grown with, with folks like HPE, it, it gives customers more choice. And I think what we always find from customers is that they're not, they're kind of set with what they have, right? You find customers that are HPE customers, you find customers that are Dell customers and IBM customers, right? And that's that's the platform they've chosen. And even myself, back when I was back when I was a boy and an admin, um, I mean, we were a, but you know, we we were a ProLiant on the Intel side, and we were IBM on the on the the mainframe side. So when we if we were to be buying this stuff today, we'd be we'd be pushing towards HPE because our platform, our software runs on an Intel based, you know, hyperconverged solution. So. We promote everything as choice. Like almost all of our stuff now is going through partner partner hardware. You know the choice of using DMAS, the choice of using HPE, um, and then even within your within your product line, um, we have the Apollo option and the ProLiant option, right? So so you've got these different platforms that people can use within the HPE product line. I, I think it's best. It's the best for the customer because they don't want to be forced into one particular uh, 
environment, right? I think so. Yeah. Choice, choice is huge. Choice. Everybody wants a choice. So let's talk more about you guys. I know, John, you've touched on what you guys did. Uh, I actually was looking through some slides that HPE has. You know, one of the slides that I saw was talking about complexity of backup and recovery and the, the fact that traditional backup, legacy backup environments are just not great. They're not efficient. And, you know, leading up to this, we were talking a little bit. It's like, you know, backup's been an issue for 37 years that I've been in the industry and it's still a problem. We still talk about backup being complex. Where, where where do you guys land in helping address that complexity issue? Well, if you think back a little bit, uh, again, the complexity issue that we tend to have in backup and recovery environments, as applications have evolved, and especially now since they're evolving rapidly, you say 37 years, I go back to my days working inside of a healthcare data center, and we had multiple different solutions for multiple different software points that we had. So we weren't scaling very well. So if you had eight different applications, you had eight different backup and recovery solutions you had to manage. And as each one uh, accumulates another, well, nowadays, a snapshot or a backup set or something to it, now you're just adding more and more to the library and the complexity gets larger and larger as you get to funnel all this former data that was the live data back into this catalog that you really don't even know what's what's in it. So the concept that we're trying to provide is to one, eliminate all those different solution points into a, a single platform. So that's where we were originally positioning ourselves is trying to eliminate, as my example, that eight different backup solutions to a single backup solution. On top of that, we wanted to ensure that the data that we were ingesting, that you could shine a light on it, illuminate it, because in a lot of cases, it was dark. We've heard from the pundits for years now that your data is your new whatever, your new oil, your new energy, your new, your new, your new cash cow, essentially. So being able to shine a light now on some of that data that you're accumulating, and not only that, to be able to find where your inefficiencies are, and now you're able to shrink these things down to a point where you kind of know what you're getting. You're getting predictability now in the system. And on top of that, I'd, I'd, I'd also state that for us, it's not necessarily just about the backup. It's also about the recovery. The recovery is more important than the backup component as it is. I mean, backup has become less of a sexy topic. Recovery has become essentially the your, your monopoly get out of jail free card, especially with things like ransomware and malware attacks and things like that, that we're, we're seeing constantly in the news nowadays. Yeah. So from my perspective, it's, you know, legacy backup. I, it's funny. I think everybody has a different term of legacy. So, I, you know, the three of us, uh, certainly myself and Calvin, a little bit further than John, go back to you know true legacy backup of you know tapes. And I know there's still people using it, but I, I would venture to argue that the true legacy solutions are are diminishing. Right. I, I I know there's still people using tape, and I don't you know I don't know how many people are still sending stuff offsite to to tape storage. I think it has evolved. Right. So the what is legacy now to me isn't truly legacy in my mind, but we've there's been a lot of evolution, right? What I think we've done really well is to John's point, you know, we've taken all of that and simplified it even more because some of the quote unquote current legacy solutions that are out there 
they still have the bolt-ons. They still have some of these extra parts and pieces that you have to put together where, you know, we've really tried to make it very, very easy for the end user to operate and manage and, and get back to running the business. I mean, we haven't even touched on the, the you know, the, the ransomware recoveries and things like that, but John's right. I mean, we always focus in presentations on if you're running Cohesity, how well you can recover. Because honestly, I've done so many of these presentations and podcasts. I don't, I don't care that you have the data on the platform. Can you actually get the data back off the platform and utilize it and use it in a timely fashion? There's something that I saw as I was going through kind of what we do with you guys is that you guys have snapshot integration with Nimble. And I don't know if I knew that and I forgot or if I didn't know. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take this one because I think I took the lead on this when we actually wrote a lot of the materials. Um, so we've actually got Nimble Arrays running in our, in our customer zero environment. Uh, it's something that we, because of the partnership, we've, we've actually got on the back end. And the Nimble integration, so any of the storage snapshot integration was developed to, and I'll, I'll put this right out there, it's, it's not for performance, right? It's really to alleviate VM stun. So when we're taking VADP backups, as you know, you know, we have to take a snapshot of a virtual machine, it stays in snapshot mode while we're backing it up, and then we release the snapshot. And well, on heavy load VMs that have a lot of data change rate, even in a, in a 30 second or a one minute backup period to do an incremental or even five minutes to do the incremental, how much data change can happen in that snapshot? And when that snapshot's released, we end up in a situation, as most of us know, known as VM stun, right? There's a, there's a point in time where that VM kind of, eh, you know, there's no other description for it other than it, it, it whacks out for a minute or for a couple seconds. So snapshot storage snapshot integration alleviates that. So what we do on the Nimble is we actually add the Nimble array as a source right, to Cohesity. So there's actually, if you go into the dropdown for sources, there's there's storage integration and Nimble. We're basically taking away the stun problem, essentially. Uh, and then when we do the restores, uh, we do it very similarly, right? We actually can restore from, from the storage array. So I think it's actually pretty cool, but you have, to, you have to know when to use it. We've run into some situations where I think people get confused that it's a performance improvement. It's really not, right? So let's take this up. Uh, a notch from talking about HPE to about you guys and um, and we were talking before and talking about your data layer and your your management layer and kind of the, the <laughs> whole different t talk to uh, like the architecture that you what you guys have and why it's beneficial in this hybrid age that we live in and talk to the whole architecture that you guys have. You have to go back a little bit and realize some of the some of the uh, pedigree that we have within the company. So if, if we go back to where Mohit originally came from, he was one of the leads on the Google file system. So if there's somebody out there that understands how to take a file system and distribute it worldwide, it's going to be Mohit. So one of the first things that we felt we had to do was, depending upon the platform of choice, being able to architect a file system to be able to handle all these workloads and all that data that's going to be coming in. So that's where SpanFS comes into play. So that's our, that's our, basically our secret sauce, if you will, for how we manage and distribute uh, that file system capability across with our software worldwide, depending upon how you want it to have uh, architecture. And you work your way up in a Google-like fashion. I'm always going to basically hit myself in the face for saying Google-like, because we, we, we mentioned that on a bunch of different things here, but it is true that we've tried to model this architecture very similarly to how Google manages customer data. 
but in this particular case, we're trying to do it with manage the data for enterprises. So we shift that up a bit and we work into now from that platform with the file system up to a single user interface. That's where we get global management coming into play. That's where Cohesity Helios and your, your interaction points that you, that you would use for API calls down to that file system layer. And last but not least, you add one more layer on top of it, which is to run apps and services where the concept of moving this compute to the data comes into play. If you think like Google, Google has this layer of management that you basically interact with and things like YouTube and Google Drive and Gmail, those are all apps that exist on the outside of it. Technically, from our perspective, data platform is an app that sits on top of there that basically interacts with the with the management layer then down to the file system itself. So we're we're essentially modeling our data management entire architecture very similar to how Google manages it to for uh, personal and consumer data out there just in smaller fashions obviously because the walls of enterprises don't exist worldwide for uh, for billions of users to use. Yeah, and I kind of add on to that. I describe it a little differently. I've started describing it as a as a as a data plane and a management plane and, and applications, right? So to John's one hundred percent spot on. Like everything kind of runs as an app now. But what we're seeing uh, as we transition, and actually, John and I just saw this the other day because we started actually uh, we produced a video for our site continuity uh, integration, which actually is a good example of how. It's built into the management plane. So you have to be enabled at the management layer to see site continuity as a function. But as you build your workflows for a DR failover, it actually pushes the configuration down to the data plane on premises, right? So you have to sort of think of this as two different areas now. And when we go to DR as a service, it'll be something similar. So you will have our HPE, you know, Apollo Pro Lamp boxes sitting on premises. They're being managed by the data or by the management plane. And now like this site continuity function is all at the management layer, but it's actually issuing calls and commands and configurations down to the data plane. So it, it becomes very visually easy to understand. And now that I'm talking it through, John, we should probably do some new slides on this stuff when we get back to doing trade shows and, and presenting it a little differently, because I, I think conceptually it makes sense to a lot of people, right? You, you, you can't have management, management plane without a data plane. Then we layer the app features on there, you know, like all of the stuff that we can run on the physical data plane, uh, but those apps are still managed up at that, uh, the management layer. So a couple last things I wanna hit, and this is maybe stuff we should have hit at the beginning. Um, you guys obviously talk together a lot of times or a lot. You, you guys have a podcast or something you do? Yeah, we have a podcast. I forget the specific URL, but it's called uh, On the Line with Cohesity. Um, and it's available through you know, what Apple, Spotify, they were adding Google. another one. Uh, Google, Google, I think they added Google. It's actually uh, cohesity.com slash podcast actually has a links to all three of them. And, and John, we have another medium too. We have the, we have our, a couple of video mediums that we're, that we're spinning up now too. Yeah. We have one, a, a monthly series that we call the cohesity view, a little tongue in cheek on the fact that that's what we call stuff, stuff from our um, consumer file system side of the equation. But that's where we get together and talk about some of the more recent uh, events that have happened within uh, IT, specifically like our last episode, we focused on the the pipeline ransom and ransomware attack, and a couple of articles that we found about uh, just what what work is going to look like post COVID 
so those are you know we 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 just cover a broad range of of, of it topics in that in that video medium as well Gotcha. So um, one other thing, you guys may not be able to speak to this, but I, I was Googling trying to find internal HPE, not internal, but HPE.com pages with Cohesity. And one of the things that came up was there, there's an easy HPE URL, but honestly, it's like pick which ProLiant you want, pick what Apollo solution you want. It's more like a buy site than it is great information. Your site actually is really good. And that's at um, uh, cohesity.hpe slash, I'm sorry, cohesity.com slash HPE. And you guys have a ton of content on your page where people can see more about what the joint solutions look like. If uh, if you want to look at the HPE page, uh, it's hpe.com slash storage slash cohesity. Guys, I appreciate you spending time and it's been a great uh, kind of overview of what is going on with cohesity and an HPE and cohesity partnership. And hopefully, uh, hopefully there's some event sometime soon where we can grab a beer and say hello to each other. Absolutely. Hugs all around. <laughs> I'm a hugger. So yeah, well, Chris, you and I, we're both Italian and I think you're yes. Sicilian too, right? Aren't you? You're Sicilian yeah, I'm half you? and half. I'm literally 50, 50. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, guys, thanks again for joining me and uh, let's talk again soon. Let's not wait so long till the next time. Yeah. Yep. Thanks a lot, Calvin. Thanks, Calvin. With this now being an official HPE podcast, you will no longer be able to find new episodes on TalkShoe. You can find the podcast on Spotify Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Audible, Podcast Attic. Hopefully you'll find it soon on iTunes, and if you really struggle to find it, go to feeds.transistor.fm slash around-the-it-block. Love hearing from you on Twitter, where you can find me as Calvin Zito. You can find our blogs at community.hpe.com. Until next time, thanks for joining me.